everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me one more again for uh, some lower deckage stuff as we go look at some really nice looking pylons. My dear friends, Lieutenant Commander David and Commander Eric, I'm changing up on you guys. What's going on, gang? Circle around again, Chase. Circle around. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the Captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again for some lower deckage, my dear friends, Commander Eric and Lieutenant Commander David. How's it going, gents? (laughs) One more time. (laughs) No, no more time. Like, it's just a lot of studying to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gentlemen, it's good to be back. It's It's so good to be back. Yeah. Man, like Eric, you were you were off at the uh, what was it the the USS uh, was it the Volunteer uh, last time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, like a, little, a brief little like away mission, like brief detachment over there, and I was busy doing other away missiony stuff. Like I leave, there we go. I, I was on Captain's Holiday is what I was on, but yeah, with no questionable like open shirt or shorts unfortunately no hurry on. No hurry on. Now, f- first of all i don't believe that at all you was i'm pretty sure when you were leaving your little tiny shorts leaked out of your pack you know out of your out of your Woo! suitcase oh, i'm pretty sure it's there Woo! you don't have to lie watch out now <laughs> a little tiny shorts leaked out <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my sh- they were shiny we all saw them the, the reflection <laughs> <laughs> oh lord have mercy Oh, y'all weren't supposed to see my my shiny shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, what have you fellas been up to? It's been uh, it's been too long since we were all occupying the same virtual space. Yeah, like I said, I was I was in Nashville for a work thing. Right, first time ever in Nashville. Most of the time when I was in Tennessee, it was always dark. Right, because you're just driving through, and in, in, in night, it's like driving to Tennessee. It's dark. You can you can get through Tennessee going north south pretty quickly. East west is east west is probably another story, but hmm. you know, I was in Nashville. Uh, the hotel that I was in was adjoined to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Right, they were part of the same building. That's right? pretty cool. Checked out, I checked out the gift shop. Didn't go into the museum, but it was went to the gift shop. Uh, Went out down, I, I don't know, some stretch of bar area that was, you know, there was some honky tonks in that stretch, Girl. right? <laughs> All right. All right, brothers. All right. Went to, the, went to the honky tonk. Did you get your badonka donk on? Oh, please stop. <laughs> no. Oh, too far. <laughs> now, if only you had that song queued up. Hmm. Don't do it, <laughs> the magic of editing it's always queued up <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah but it, i mean you know it was for work so you know we spent a lot of time in the hotel because our our conference was yeah. in the hotel right we didn't have to like go somewhere else for the conference yeah yeah 
Yeah. This is like the first time I've ever been on a work conference, like where I had to get on a plane and go somewhere for a big meeting. Right? I'm sure David's done that a time. When, when you realize <laughs> that you're an adult for the first time, oh my God, I'm at a work conference I actually had to travel to. <laughs> <laughs> there are people from like the same company I work at, yeah. but from all over the country coming to the same yeah. thing. <laughs> Did oh. I just get old? Mm. <laughs> mm. Am I a professional now? Oh no, stop it. Stop it. Using the dirty words professional. <laughs> oh, well, did you learn anything at least, Commander Eric? Yeah, definitely took back some things that we can use that we're going to implement in the classroom in nice. school. Nice. Nice, man. Well, glad you, uh, Glad you made it, and um, yeah, we, we made sure that we uh, we took a little listen to your uh, your transmission uh, while you're away. So uh, thank you for that, and um, yeah, we'll we'll kind of recap a little bit of of that for anyone that might have missed it. Um, but yeah, um, how about you, David? How have things been going for you, bud? Oh, not too bad. Um, work. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> work. <laughs> work has been happening um no let's see from the last time we talked i don't know if much else has been going on just still waiting on the the house selling process to make its way through accepted an offer yeah. last week or week before so it's going through its whole selling process for lack yeah. of better words um and I don't know, we've just been kind of trying to keep busy and, you know, do do various things and, and whatnot. Uh, been to a few Ohio State games. Girlfriend got season tickets through her job. So that was, you know, that's always kind of fun going down there, you know, paying nothing for an Uber in and paying everything for an Uber out. It's a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Because uh, mm -hmm. I'm not driving in that. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, no, it, that's 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 pretty pretty much been uh, pretty much been it. Uh, gearing up, what a week or two uh, to going down to Florida, so I'll be uh, I'll be in the Disney in in the the world that uh, it did mouse Disney stuff. I'll be doing that. Cool, you're gonna do the mouse. Got it. Cool. Well, maybe rephrase that for me, but it's fine. Uh, Good word. No, man, I'm going to go build lightsabers and stuff. Cool. Cool. What color are you going to get? Green. Green. It's always green. David's a consular. Look at you. Wow. 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 Okay. Well, cool, man. Well, I'm sure that'll be fun. We're going to, um, I think I've mentioned before, but we're going down to uh, ye old Disney World um, later this year. So, um taking the kiddo and I don't know yet if we've made the decision on if we want to break the bank with making multiple lightsabers <laughs> oh man something tells me we're not going to and that's I'm okay with that I'm okay with that but yeah man we just got back from um, a little like three four day trip to uh, to New York and that was something man um, we did not um, we didn't rent a car or anything like that. It's kind of pointless, I think, in New York. I've never been, 
and uh, we flew into, um, I think there's like what, two main airports? Is that right? There's LaGuardia and I think JFK, right? Yep, LaGuardia, <coughs> LaGuardia in the north in Queens and JFK in the south in Brooklyn. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, we flew uh, We flew into LaGuardia and um, God almighty, guys, like, I don't know. You were about two blocks from my aunt's house then. Nice, nice. Yep. Um, I think I know one of your aunts, and I don't want to name drop on the podcast, but um, yeah, it's not the one that it's you not know. The one I know. No, no. okay, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, cool, all right, sweet. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we were there, and guys, like, I don't have an issue like walking from one end to the other. I mean, I, did, I do it all the time whenever I go to Atlanta, but like, I love Atlanta's the, airport, the baggage claim at LaGuardia, holy crap. Can we can we talk about like efficiency and how it is severely lacking like good gravy <laughs> like we we landed i think it was about 10 a.m 10 15 local time and it was 45 no 50 minutes later when the bag started popping up at the baggage claim I'm like wow what is so fr- y'all have trucks i have legs like seriously like you you get the you get the bags you put them on your little wagons you drive them over the place you do the thing and it pops up <laughs> it shouldn't take that long to unload a plane drive it across put it in a little chute and off you go like what are you doing like taking like multiple smoke breaks and getting some chick-fil-a and and like watching the nascar game or something like what was going on man that's funny Oh, look at this guy over here thinking he's some sort of badge claim expert. You know, what does he think he's doing? You know, it's a union job. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, uh, we, we, are, so we're hauling our, our big, you know, suitcases across the airport. And not only that, but our transportation, this whole trip is going to be, of course, like public transit. So the subway. Um, so we are like, like we get on the the one of the buses that takes us to like one of the stations and it's like standing room only and we're like we're like just like bouncing all around like feeling like I'm gonna have like a concussion on the bus it was great, um, and then like not all subway stations are accessible like handicap accessible or like you know like I don't know suitcase friendly basically, and. Um, Anyway, when we finally like got like our our metro card and actually got on, it was it was fine. But um, whew, that was that was an adventure. And then like getting turned around and like trying to find our bearings in New York was was another thing. But we had we had a great time. We um, I think at one point we um, easily walked. Um, I think it was like was it fourteen or sixteen some odd miles in one day, like thirty to thirty three thousand steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and it was um, it was it was really nice. Like we we went and got to do a lot of cool things, like the reflection pool, like where um, the uh, twin towers originally stood, and seeing all that stuff. Going to the nine eleven memorial museum, um, we got some famous pizza at a place called Grimaldi's. I don't know if you've ever been there, Eric, or ever heard of it. I, I'm aware. I'm aware of it. You have you ever heard of it or been to it, David? I've heard of it. I, I have not been to New York, and I don't plan on it either. That's okay. Lust forced. Like I, I said, I'm a, I'm a child of a New Yorker, so. So, like, 
was your mom actually from like the city or was she from like upstate New York? Oh, no, they were, she was born on Long Island. Okay. Okay. But you know, lived in the city. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And her sisters lived there for a long time. Gotcha. Now, did she go to law school in New York also? <laughs> no, she went to law school at Michigan State. Is that where she went? Mm -hmm. I answered about your dad, right? Yes. yes. Aha! Full <laughs> circle. All right. <laughs> Paying attention. Using the noodle. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Go team. Yeah. Pats all, all right. around. <laughs> Woo! Let's go, somebody. It's great when that little nugget of knowledge in your head just finds its way <laughs> to the front. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, it it was fun. Uh, we got we saw like we met some really friendly New Yorkers, which um, I don't know why, but like I was just expecting like just people to be like jerks the whole time. Um, there are those two. I mean, yeah, like you have those like everywhere, but I, I guess I was just expecting like more jerks than I came across. Um, but there there were some friendly folks. Like we sat next to um, um, uh, an officer, like a you know like an officer officer. Uh, with NYPD in like the intelligence division um, at like one of our meals and stuff like that. And uh, we went to the top of the rock and I had nightmares like later that night because I'm like, I have like a little bit of a heights issue. And um, like that was like terrifying being on the top of, of um, Rockefeller Center. But anyway, anyway, it was fun. It was fun. We, and we saw the music man on Broadway. Um, and I think I, I know I post about it in a different group that I know Eric is in for uh, one of our one of my friends um, uh, movie podcast called I Love That Movie. Um, Lisa uh, runs that. And it's great movie movie lovers podcast. If you've never checked it out, I highly recommend it. Um, it's, she, pretty, it's pretty good. She it's does it's, a good, it's job. good. Yeah, she does a great job. So um, and I was on her show about a year ago talking about um, the music man. So I just felt like I should probably update, you know, like just, hey, here's a picture of me in the Winter Garden Theater about to watch The Music Man. Here we go. So it was fantastic. Hugh Jackman um, and Sutton Foster were the leads uh, for it. And if you don't know who Sutton Foster is, I don't really know what to tell you. She was in a show on, I think it was like ABC Family called Bunheads, among other things, uh, which is like the same creator that made like Gilmore Girls made this particular show. Um Gosh, there's another one that's like totally escaping me right now. But that's the uh, main one. Yeah, it's like a it's like a gymnastic show, right? Dance, yeah, it's like dance. Or is that is that, is that that's Bonheads, isn't it? Yeah, the Bonhead, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, that's that. Had a great time. Um, enjoyed wearing a sweater and, and actually enjoying the fall weather. Um, came back to uh, I think it was like 80 degrees. It was like a weird like 20 degree jump overnight. So here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, I got nothing else. Y'all got anything else? No? no, I'm good. All right. Fellas, let's let's talk Trek. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Like I said earlier, um, to These Are The Voyages, we are going into spoilerific territory. Um, so this is your red alert as we talk about Star Trek Lower Deck Season 3, Episode 6, Hear All, Trust Nothing. Hear All, Trust Nothing. That's a rule of acquisition, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Yeah. Which, uh, which that's, that's going to that's gonna be a thing. 
Um, like the whole Fringy thing is going to come up at some point, but let's not jump the gun. You know, last time that uh, we we talked Trek on the podcast, um, you know, Eric um, had to send in his his uh, thoughts via um, you know a, a transmission or whatever, and um, the the trend of high scores continues. And I'm not going to spoil it because I want you to go listen to the dang episode, but. But the, the, the high scores continued, and I'm very interested to see where this episode ends up in the rating. So, of course, we're going to get to that later on um, in, our, in our talk. So, um, this particular episode, we, um, we find um, the Cerritos just kind of zipping around, and we have a good old-fashioned, I don't know, captain's log that just decides to, you know, show up um and uh Fre captain freeman um opens this up and talking about um providing support to the vancouver um and doing some post-war like as in post dominion war type negotiations which it's kind of it's it's not i guess it's not that far-fetched but it's just kind of weird you know because we're 20 some odd years removed in our actual time from deep space nine and voyager ending like when like we were in the actual thick of the dominion war and yet this has only been just like a handful of years since the end of it yeah like, i was listening i was listening to the episode last week and i was listening to to david ask the question like where is this in the timeline right david was very curious he's like how does this relate to like where prodigy is because maybe rutherford was working on a secret go fast thing <laughs> <laughs> and i was like that was one of the things if you listen to my um my thoughts at the end i mentioned it's nice that they're like last week they mentioned how the the show takes place not long after the dominion war in mm -hmm. you know we think Hey, it's been 20 years, but where we are in our story is not that long. Mm -hmm. So it's good yeah. to see that they're reminding us that we're not in the timeline of Star Trek Picard, right? Which is yeah. 20, 25 years later, right? We are in the immediate like post-war time. Right, right. Which I like. I mean, like the only, I think, post-war thing that we we really had was um, nemesis like kind of right um, but yeah so so we have um, we have this this captain's log with Freeman talking about um, helping out the Vancouver and then um, we get like this this incoming communication from from Starfleet Command uh, by an admiral um, was it Buen Amigo? Is that right? Yeah. And apparently we're we're hauling like um, a large amount of adult beverages for the booze <laughs> for the Gamma Quadrant, <laughs> Vulcan Port, Romulan Ale, the whole the whole shebang. <laughs> and we're just trying, you know, inebriate half the Gamma Quadrant in in, Fre in Freeman's words, and um, just out of nowhere seemingly 
uh, Vancouver is no longer in charge of like negotiations and other diplomatic whatevers uh, with this contingency that's going to be showing up. Uh, the Karema, Karema. Um, now it's Captain Freeman who's got like no preparation, seemingly no preparation to do this. And uh, yeah, there we are. It's great. <laughs> oh, stall for time. You, you, you like you like that chuckle? Oh. I mean, listen, listen. Stall for time. Uh, Commander, I don't exactly do I do that. I'll just circle it. Look like we're mining pylons. <laughs> now, listen, listen. We obviously we saw this little clip in the trailer before the season started. But like when we finally see something in episode, it's totally it's different. You can see the thing little clip in the trailer all you want, but when you see it in the episode, it just hits differently. And my little niner heart felt so happy at this moment when we see Deep Space 9. And we're just circling it. And like that dirge is playing. And it stops. Like, yeah. I just keep circling. Because <laughs> that's what the opening does. And they, that's that's a great joke. Like, that's a it's subtle, and it's, but it's a great joke. Because the opening of D-Slash 9, we're just going around it. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. And my little nerd niner heart was so happy watching. I know, that. <laughs> I know. Whenever, whenever I realized this was the Deep Space Nine episode, I was like, "Here we go." Eric's about to have have some fun. So, um, and there's more on that that I want to talk about, um, maybe a little bit later uh, about about this episode and like one of the cast members. So, uh, someone try and remind me because I will probably forget. Um, all right. So, um, we we just keep going and yay credits and all that stuff and yay we're at Deep Space Nine and this is where um, you know things get kind of like things just start to split up kind of quickly uh, for the most part. So we have our we have our lower deckers in the form of um, really Boimler, Tendi, and Rutherford who are going to be going off and. Um, um, uh, Mariner is going to be kind of, we're going to find out she's going to be staying behind on the ship to do something. Um, and then we have Freeman, Shax, Freeman, Shax, um, and who else am I forgetting? <clears throat> Ransom, right? Ransom, yeah. That end up on Deep Space Nine uh, doing doing like this little negotiation thing. So we, we, it was, guys i enjoyed the heck out of this and i might be like jumping around but i just i love the heck out of this where we see colonel kira show up mama nana here <laughs> never listen to any of her videos that she posts on social media she likes to start she goes like mama nana here <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah like this is this is like Man, this is so cool. We like twenty years later, we're we're getting them back. We got we got Colonel Kira back. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like the best female character in all Star Trek. We got her back. Here she is, and she's great. <laughs> she's amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
guys like whenever i saw whenever i saw um kira show up i might be overdoing this but it was like cold water like drinking a nice glass of ice water on a hot summer day it was just so refreshing seeing her again it was it was it was very very happy my heart was just happy eric's got a happy heart and david is <laughs> processing right now yeah, i'm just like laughing at you guys you know and your little nerd offs no i mean it was it was great because like D- ds9 is is probably out of everything either either one or two it just sort of depends on on the day but um but yeah sort of almost recreating the very beginning credits of of ds9 and the circled around that's why i made the joke in the beginning i thought it was a great joke it continues to play on the more subtle humor that they are employing in the season than the really overt yeah um humor that we've heard before right. they're actually making making good references uh to funny star trek stuff that we can all laugh at because we've we've seen this we we know what it is but yeah to to see kira uh, come back and like i like her little back and forth with shacks you know well you saved me well that's because you saved me well it's because you pulled me out of the badlands it's because you did the i I thought that was really because i mean that kind of plays on kira never she she gets she gets a little little frustrated sometimes when you know somebody like owes her a favor stuff like that. So you know again just little little subtle pokes at, at um at uh, at the characteristics of of old characters is nice tying them into our new characters here. So it was fun. You know honestly honestly that's one of the things that I didn't like about this episode was the connection between Shax and Kira. Like like why did why did it have like why does everything have to be so like interconnected why did it have to like i go back to star trek picard why did it have to be the ibn majid and and chris rios who who showed up at like in like you know way back when and you know they had to kill the captain his captain had to kill like pre-soji right you know why did that all have to be connected together like why does everything in Star Wars have to be connected together? Like that just like why why do they have to be in the same resistance cell? Why can't they just share war stories or resistance stories like from their different cells? Why do they have to force the connection? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that I actually didn't like about this episode. That's fair. Okay. Okay. So we uh we we get there and um everyone's just like like i said like they're starting to like spread out at this point um tendy and rutherford and boimler they're all um we all we all end up at quarks and this is like where just things get interesting um, not only do we do bring back mama nana but we get armin shimmerman yeah we do <laughs> yeah we do i was just waiting like are we gonna get like jake are we gonna get yeah, we're we gonna get um, anyone else. No, know? no, that that's for when you dangle your legs on the promenade talking yeah. to the junior reporter. That's <laughs> we didn't get to see that. So, oh man, yeah, yeah. We all end up at Quark's. I mean, I even went there, and like Quark got me. He got me to 
spend my money there and I all I got was this shirt right <laughs> he sold me his merchandise <laughs> I do kind of like the idea that Quark is successful in some in some form and fashion yeah because re realistically he did sacrifice a lot just to stay on DS9 all that time and uh, passed up on multiple opportunities to advance himself further <laughs> Now he's got franchises with his Quark 2000 and everything. It's 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 looking good. And nobody gets cheated at Quark, so. Dabo. You can't rig the Dabo game. <laughs> <laughs> or can you? Hmm. Well, we also we know Quark is successful because there was a Quarks at Canto Bite. I mean, Stardust City. <laughs> the joke that will never ever end it is and we see Morn Morn is still there Morn's still there still there. God almighty it is interesting to see Cork here though I mean if you think about it logically log lo logically uh, you know you're talking about how many franchises and he's, he's he didn't buy his moon He's just, he's just still on DS9, huh? There's never too much profit to be had. That's probably a rule of acquisition. Probably. <laughs> if only we had a way of finding. There's no out. such thing as too much profit. <laughs> Not it should be. <laughs> he's looking up the rules of acquisition. Yeah. All two hundred and some odd. No, just the one that has to do with money. Oh, but there are 200 and some of them, right? Yeah. I forget the exact number. I can. I mean, I can tell you. How many? I'm, I'm getting to it. Oh. <laughs> um, in the mid-22nd century, there were 173 rules. And uh, by the 24th century, there were 285 285. Okay. I knew there were 200 and so. Yeah. Don't trust a man wearing a better suit than your own. <laughs> wow. wow. Knowledge That's... equals profit. Um, let's see. Whisper your way to success. Hear all, trust nothing. That is rule 190, which is the name of our episode. Okay. Which um, first appeared in the DS9 episode, Call to Arms. There you go. And there you go. No good deed ever goes unpunished. Uh, a man is only worth the sum of his possessions. That last one is an unknown rule. So, never allow debt or doubt to tarnish your lust for Latin. <laughs> Okay, enough of that. So, um, Boimler, he goes off to um, to play Dabo, and that's where he basically lives the rest of this episode. Bold Boimler. Bold Boimler. We just keep going with that bold Boimler thing. And he's like, you know, got like a, a button or two unclassed on his uniform. He's got his hair slowly starting to get slicked back, which I was kind of digging that hairstyle on Boimler. I thought it was good. Um, and then we have, you know, like... Rutherford and we have Tendy who are just kind of like sitting at the bar kind of enjoying this and there's this other random dude that kind of shows up this other Orion named Mesk 
and like he is just like so friggin' excited to have like another Orion around and be able to talk about Orion culture and like the good old days of like the Orion syndicate and being pirates and you know Tendi is getting just more and more agitated with this dude and like wanting to figure out any any kind of excuse excuse she can to get the heck away from Mesk. I wanted to get the heck away from Mask. Holy <laughs> crap. This guy was annoying. <laughs> and he yeah, he was and he offers to like give them a tour of the station. Yep. And uh around the big circle. Around the big big circle. Was it that was the was it the habitat ring? Is that what that was? Yeah, the habitat ring is yeah. the big circle. Yeah. Um and was it Rutherford like wants to go off and like, you know, dangle his feet at this point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we let's just let's just like kind of get through the the tendy like mask stuff and then things will kind of like diverge and or reconnect later on. Converge, you mean? Converge. That's the word. See, this is what happens when you go to a conference out of state. <laughs> You get all professional. You get well learned in in the vocabulary and stuff. <laughs> See, is that what happened? That's exactly what happens, my man. You go to like some kind of educational dumaflachi. Duma there we go. Yes, converge. Um, things will converge. So we uh, there's there's a series of events that's kind of happening over on Freeman's end um, that Tendi is just like volunteering, like yes, please, for the love of God. Let me do it so I can get the heck away from this dude. I will transport more merchandise onto the Karama ship. Yep. And uh, and Rutherford's like, man, I want, I want, just want to go hang out there, man. Like, oh dang. And um, and Matt, we later find out Mask is like, no, I cleared my schedule so I could um, help you guys move. Yeah, I got, I got assigned to security of the tr of doing this transportation. Dude. 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 So we all we all meet up and he's still talking about like the glory days of being Orion and Tendi just loses her collective mind and just like blows up on this dude, which I loved by the way. Well, you know, Tendi's yeah. parents were pirates, right? Mm -hmm. And she had like we learned last season she had some pirate name, like the winter mistress or something. <laughs> <laughs> some weird name like that where she was like bossing other Orions around right right oh well so, yeah, so she what? tells him off she tells she, him off she That's straight up man. tells him off oh my gosh and uh, do we have do we, do we need at this point do we need to switch over to the Freeman storyline or, or, or do you think we can keep going with this I mean, we probably have to go back to Freeman because I think, I think that's pretty much the end of Tendi's story until we get the Freeman stuff. Okay, so go go ahead and take us away, Eric, on that one. Well, you know, we're doing trade talks with the Karama, who are a species we have met before. Right. Right. They were in a season four episode of Deep Space Nine called Starship Down, which is a very fantastic episode. People off. People were trying to compare Memento Mori to uh you know the the fantastic um 
not was it called Memento Mori? Yeah, that's what it was called. The Fantastic Strange New Worlds episode to like um <clears throat> uh, Balance of Terror. But I always thought Memento Mori was closer to the Starship Down episode where, you know, the Defiant is inside of like a gas giant and it's being pursued by two Jem'Hadar fighters. Anyway, mm. right? Um, the the Karamo, we like Quark was doing business with them and on behalf of like the Federation. He was swindling them. And and the, the main Karamo negotiator was brilliantly played by James Cromwell, right? In that episode, good old mm-hmm. Zephyrm Cochran. Um, but what? before he played, before he played Zephyrm Cochran, I think. Maybe was it before? Or was it after? Had he already played Zephyrm Cochran at that point? I don't know. I'll have to check the date on that. Um, anyway, we met them. <clears throat> we learned that they built weapons for the Dominion, right? Because the Karama, he's like, I've seen the schematics for this torpedo that's lodged in our hole. Where have you seen the schematics uh, in our central database on on the Karama homeworld? Oh, really? You know, you make weapons for the Dominion. Okay. Anyway, we've the point is we've met the Karama before. It's a, it's a nice callback, and they have done business with Quark in the past. They have been swindled by Quark in the past. And November thirteenth, nineteen ninety five. By the way. Okay, so it was before. Yeah. Okay. Okay, it was about a year before um, First Contact came out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so we're doing trade talks, and uh, they're like, hey, well, let's, you know, as long as we're here, even though we weren't expecting to meet with you, we're here, let's talk. And this is, and things get uh, get interesting uh, real quick. Um like it's it's very tense. Like, oh, we brought a gift for you. Really? Thanks. And it, hmm, and just like this, the the blow up of like this whole like negotiation, just how things just fall apart real quickly. Um, you know, like with that, like like let's trans let's transfer the stuff and like that's like what's going going on with Tendi and whatnot. But then there's also this. What like magic? Not magic. There's this like ball, like this like yeah. shiny ball that they. That's like, like even, a, a even before deal. they get to that, they're like, "Let's take them around." Cork, you're a hospitality guy. Let's Cork yeah. take care of our guests here. It's like I don't want to. And he's acting really squirrely. He knows, right? And it's like I'm not doing business with these people. I have principles. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they were trying to show the, the 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 potential of you know doing business with the Alpha Quad. Hey, look at this guy! He's got so many franchises and this cool drink making thing. Like you could, oh, franchises sounds pretty cool. And and they go take a look at the Quark Two Thousand, and that's what sets them off. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> yeah so we we start to yeah they know something's up and they're like screw this we're we're taking matters into our own hands and like they basically like shut everything down and like put the whole station and everything connected to it in their control and yeah, uh power off, yeah. 
Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they, yeah. And they ultimately, but uh, well, we, we were led to believe that they are kidnapping Quark at this point. And we have um, a lot, like in parallel with this, uh, we have, uh, was it Mask? We have Tendi and Rutherford that are moving the container, but they're stuck on this um, this Kremis ship, right? And like not like they're not able to get out, and like things are are really tense. And like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Um, Actually, I'm no, I'm I'm not a pirate. I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah, what, <laughs> what do you think of that, David? Yeah, having a pirate from, from Ohio. I mean, look, man, I'm from a more northern Ohio, so Cincinnati can. I'm not going to say anything more than that. <laughs> Let me know. just say this Cincinnati chili is nothing. You can take your gold star and skyline with you. I've I'm heard good kidding. things Actually, about Cincinnati chili. Look, it's just meat chili with like cinnamon and nutmeg in it it's it's like greek it's it's a greek style chili it's fine don't get too excited about it okay. I was about right. to say, don't don't insult my just my meat chili man dude a chili can have beans and it should a it should have beans. To have beans in it should not have beans all of you texans should have beans your meat pasta sauce that you call chili yeah that's you're, you're making <laughs> bolognese Okay, you, you stole it from the Italians. We get it. <laughs> Next time y'all come down, I'm making chili for you. Okay, and then I'll make a side by side chili. <laughs> like let's let's not start challenges. <laughs> I take those things personally. <laughs> anyway, mask I'm not a real pirate. I'm from Cincinnati. I was raised by humans. I never had any Orions there to check me, every, so I could say whatever I wanted. And all I ever learned about about uh, the Orions was from like these sleazy, smutty, hollow oh, well. novels. Ones with boobs on the covers. <laughs> <laughs> Still had to throw a sex joke in there, right? A, so, a sexual reference, right? I mean, that's I don't mind that. I, one, I feel actually. like that worked though. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, not overt. It's very subtle. It's like yeah. you know, some some pirating would actually help us in this situation right now. <laughs> and then I don't know how to pirate. And then Tendy pulls out like or grabs his um his, his like multi -tool. what? Yeah, his multi tool, <laughs> like his Orion, like Swiss Army knife, basically. And his like, tooth puller on it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pirating. <laughs> Among other, it was so cool just like watching her just like, like just turn on a dime like that. Um, but yeah, like she just like goes like friggin' like atomic blonde, you know, and all that other stuff on, on like everyone, like going like friggin' like Lara Croft and everything, and ex like knocking everyone out, pulling like a gold, um, crown or something like that from like one of, um, one of the henchmen. Like throwing the thing at like a door to like unlock it or something like that, and then like using the tooth to like, what was it to, um, like interrupt like shields or like oh or or something like that. Was it was it shields or was it power? I can't remember. 
was power because it just they were, they were trying yeah. to go through the wormhole and then it just stopped. Just right there and then reversed, and then they like, like, got tractor beamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did it just stop? I thought they were already they were gonna make it to the Gamma Quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then it's like let's beam everyone to the brig, and uh, yeah, yeah. To kidnap a, a citizen. Yeah, this this next part, guys. Like, I don't know how I, f- I, I don't know about this. Like, um, like we, like we find out, like we, like everything comes to light that you know Quark basically stole the technology for the Quark two thousand um, years ago, right? And. Like I think I got a deal for, um, that'll be good for both of you, and like this is Freeman talking to um, the Crema and also to Quark, and it's not a good deal. Like Freeman, just stick to your starships, leave the business stuff to Quark. In my opinion, like what was it? Seventy-four percent goes to them of all. Yeah, of like all sixty-five. Trans- I think it was sixty-five. Good grief of all 21, 22, whatever. Of just the franchise locations, though, I thought. That's a bad, that's a bad deal. That's a horrible deal. Horrible. I mean, I'm no banker. That's a bad deal. I mean, as a, not really, I mean, I don't really banker bank, but I do work for a bank. But if, if my bank were to make that deal, I'd be pretty happy with it because we'd be getting profit so it just depends on how you look at it from a certain point of view from a certain point of view in your dang certain points of view anyway (laughs) so so that that ends that ends like but but seriously it's like it's the classic quark foil where he he might get something to his liking but inevitably because he's not really like a, a try, uh, a really super diehard Ferengi. He just never gets away with it. Why? Because he's still on DS9. He doesn't have to be there. Like, there's no reason for any of this to even happen. Like, but he is because he's sentimental. He miss. He would miss his friends. He's made friends here. You know, it's like the core of everything that he knows. He doesn't have to do any of this. Well, you it's know, kind of why I like on, Quark, though, because there's a lot more to him than just your average Ferengi. You know, early on he was gonna leave, right? But Cisco blackmailed him into staying. Yep. Right? He was gonna arrest Nog, and mm-hmm. then he made it so Quark didn't have to pay rent on his. So, like, there's reasons for Quark to stay. I'm sure the blackmail and arresting nog thing is gone but i'm sure yeah. he's holding fast to that not paying any rent <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure okay well that's i mean that's that's pretty much it for um uh for the the freeman and the the tendy stuff i mean like through all this though like with the power outage and everything that happened and bold boimler He's like playing Dabo the whole time and he's like just raking in the latinum, raking it in. And like one of like the Ferengi um, workers there is like, hey, um, you're cheating, basically. 
um, and like just like wondering like how he's like rigged the table and he hasn't done anything. And then at the very end, uh, what was it? The Ferengi offered him like what two hundred dollars or something like that Wait, of like offered him a voucher that was worth double the latinum, but you could only use it at Quarks. Yeah, he's like that's cool. Latinum means money. <laughs> we don't use money. It's fine. What? Well, which what? they should already know. I mean, that's been a joke beforehand. Right. Yeah. But I like it. It's like Jake said it. It's like, I'm human. I don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just some cork bucks. Yeah. And there was that there was that um episode of The Next Generation where where Riker is talking with Cork uh. and um Riker uh, made enough money at to like Cork didn't have enough Latinum to cover Riker's winnings, so he gave him like vouchers, but yeah. they could only be used at Quarks. Yeah. And then Worf was like, "If you or Worf, Riker's like, if you do me this favor, I'll give you back the vouchers." <laughs> and Quark was like, "They're already, I already canceled them." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eric, I am getting a little suspicious of Chase though in his direction of this episode because. He really, he really seems to be avoiding the more important storyline here. Girls' night. The salon. The salon. The salon. <laughs> you come to my salon. Okay. Oh yeah. Let's let's talk about the mariner of it all. Okay. So, we we've we've seen this like kind of going on since um, the tail end of, of season two. And then of course, like, you know, this season of uh, lower decks where we've got something going on, like between her and Jennifer, the Andorian. And the, the reason that Mariner doesn't end up going on deep space nine, uh, which was a huge point of contention for Tony Newsom, who, who is the voice actor for Mariner, by the way, um, is because there, there's this girls' night. Um, you know, like Jen Jennifer wants um, Mariner to meet like her friends or whatever um, for this like low key super cash um, girls salon night in their quarters. And Mariner being very you know bold and abrasive and kind of bossy, which they kind of you know the. The, the gang gave her a hard time about being bossy. She's like, I'm not bossy. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like it's like stereotypical, like, you know, eat, pray, love kind of kind of stuff going on. Right? Like we're making candy. I think that's I, I think that's the point though. Because we do have a lot of saturation of that that kind of thing on like social media nowadays, yeah, yeah. and it is kind of silly at times. Yeah. But, but to be fair to the one lady who listens to this podcast, it's only one, only one. <laughs> like there's there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes it does get a little silly, and and we have like we have interpretive dancing and and snap poetry or slam poetry and and uh you know candle making and so forth and it's everything that a pinterest uh, a, a pinterest lady would just just die for where's the pumpkin spice <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but i gotta say like 
probably my favorite part of this whole thing was Mariner's like she goes over to get a drink and she's just constantly doing the up pour on the glass and the, the other two ladies that are there is like oh oh my <laughs> okay yeah. yeah Mariner is not not having it no she hate is hating it hating it so much it's like you should share Mariner I, I, I don't, I don't I want to want to. And after, after, I them, feel like you're hating on our salon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are they hating on Eric? Salon. Uh, <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, man. So yeah, a- after after a while, like her just like kind of just getting fed up, her and Jennifer end up talking, and then this is like where like the the power outage happens, and they're kind of like wondering what the heck's going on, and like they're like just like everyone except for Mariner and Jennifer are just kind of like freaking the heck out because I guess life support's gone out as well, and now they can't breathe and they're feeling all claustrophobic and everything like that. And um, Jennifer's like, just be the person that like I, I like, you know, like don't take crap from anyone. Just yeah, like be bossy. Be bossy. Be be bossy. Yeah. But I really. Do you, know I, use, do you know you use less oxygen when you're unconscious? Who would measure us? See. That's, I mean, that's that's the best part, and it's it's the funniest part on the whole commentary of the of the of this section. It's like, you know, how there's all these annoying people that want you to do stuff you don't want to do. Wouldn't it be just great if you could just stun them for a little while and just <laughs> shut them up? <laughs> yeah, I plead the Fifth Amendment. Um, with grounds of the question might incriminate me. Wow. Wow. Now I know how y'all really feel about this. Great. Okay. So yeah, um, start stunning everyone and then um, very the very tail end, it's um, uh, Mariner and Jennifer having a little heart-to-heart and then realizing like it would be kind of suspect if we weren't knocked out either. So they just stun themselves. That that's the most illogical thing in this episode, though. Yeah. Everybody already knows who did it because they were all stunned <laughs> by Mariner in like some <laughs> psycho mode. You know, I mean, they they, they all know. What what are you trying to do? Plausible deniability? Oh no, we were stunned too. I don't know who did it. Well, I mean, maybe that's to like to maybe maybe they're thinking like to to command if like the command structure finds out that Mariner stunned them, but they could easily just question everybody in the room. Yeah. Like who stunned you? Well, you know what, what she could do is when they have their next girls. And I feel like, look, I mean, you, you told me to let go and, and, and say my truth. Well, my truth was stun. All right. I was just here to stun. And I did. <laughs> and that's the show, everyone. And that's the show. <laughs> So unless there's anything else, let's move right along, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, with that, let's move into the evaluation portion where we talk first about the deltas, where we look at the different divisions of Starfleet service and how well um, the different divisions were uh, represented, starting with um, command, where we're looking at leadership, leadership theory, things of that nature, of course, operations, uh, things having to do with um, logistics, uh, communications, security, engineering, things of that nature, and of course, science. So with that, what are you thinking, David? Um, let's see. So, from a from a command standpoint, I think it's I think it's a little hard because your your whole negotiation here with our with our visitors did it go right? Yes, but it kind of went right in the wrong way. Mm. I think Freeman's decisions actually weren't too bad if she would have actually been better prepared. Um, because you think about it with her, she's coming into this semi-blind. She had a, maybe two to three circles uh, around the station to figure it out. So, you know, we all know that it takes at least three circles to figure anything out. Um, and she got that. But at the same token, she was at a very basic level trying to show these visitors that hey look this is what how you could be successful here this is what you could do while here here are certain gifts of from our people to your people which is customary in a lot of different ways the giving of gifts um so in a lot of ways that really wasn't wasn't bad you know command of of the situation um but at the same token, it all went wildly awry in somewhat wacky fashion for, you know, the sake of the episode. It, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, she did broker a deal which made our visitors happy. Quark's not very happy, but he's not in prison. Apparently he'd rather be in prison, which whatever, it's cool. So I, I could I could say like while Carol Freeman didn't necessarily have entire command of the situation. I think under the circumstances, she did well enough with the information she had um, to 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 warrant maybe a delta for her, at least something of a delta. The only thing I'm somewhat disappointed in is Kira's involvement. So she's Colonel Kira. She's what we're all assuming. She's running the station. This is commander of the station, but like literally doesn't warn Freeman at all about Quark. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, help her. You've known him for how many years? What are you doing? You know this is a bad idea. Don't take him to Corks. Um, so anyway, that was that was a little weird to me. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's a command delta for Freeman for you know kind of getting through this despite some of the wackiness. Hmm. Um, science. I don't know that really I could say there's anything scientific going on aside from the fact that you do use up less oxygen when you're when you're when you're stunned I don't know if that's even true to be honest with you but uh, I'll, I'll defer to any scientists out there um, so I, I, I guess there's 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 a method of thinking that Mariner had here like the candles ca candles the fire um, does burn oxygen around it. so i mean you're getting that and they recognize that so I, i'm not gonna like get too crazy about it i don't really think there's much in the way scientific there but maybe like a like a you know a little quarter 
or ha- eighth or thirty second, just for that sort of identification there. Engine uh, engineering, I, I suppose. Uh, Tendy's pirate run. <laughs> Tendy's pirate run. You know, she's she's got a tool. She's using her tool to open doors, stop a ship from entering the wormhole, and backs up a little bit. You know, it's pirate engineering. But hey, who's to say pirates aren't any more engineery than anyone else? <laughs> so, for 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 Tendy's pirate run which could easily be a ride somewhere i'm assuming uh i i could i could probably stretch a little bit of the point for for an operational delta just in the in the method in which she is able to you know kind of navigate and take this ship back over so at least there the at least there's some explanation along the way while it's a little little man there's there's at least something in there she's she pulls a tooth to use it for this so there is some explanation there so i I, i'd be fine with a little bit of operations there yeah the the i can totally see like the tendy run being something at like a universal studios or something like that like right next to like the simpsons ride or something i don't know um tendy's pirate run (laughs) (laughs) um i was like one thing i was a little um disappointed with um is and, and you were pointing this out a little bit david it's the fact that uh, we have Kira, who's a colonel, right? It's the equivalent of a captain. No, uh, I think it's the equivalent of a full commander. Because she she was a she was Colonel Kira in all of season seven of Deep Space Nine, and toward the end when they sent her to train the Cardassian Resistance, they gave her a Starfleet commission as a full commander. Well, well, okay. That's that. What I'm saying is true, though. Like maybe they didn't want to give her a full captain because they didn't want her to be the same rank as Cisco. But she got a Starfleet commission as a full as a full commander. I I, I mean I, I remember I do remember the um. I'm, right now I'm trying to find like comparative ranks and it wouldn't make sense for her as a colonel to be the same rank as captain cisco okay let's look at this real quick um i was going somewhere with that where was i going with that i interrupted chase's train of thought could you anyway i'll pick it up i think i know where chase was going with this um you know negotiations with the karama are being held on d space nine why isn't the d space nine command crew who had experience with the karama who has experience dealing with delta quadrant aliens and species and races why are they not in charge of the negotiations here? Why is why is it a different Starfleet ship that's bring, being brought in? And like, even if you want to bring in a different ship to to assist in the negotiations, shouldn't it be the D Space Nine command command you know structure that's leading these negotiations? And I would have liked to have seen 
Kira, Colonel Kira, in that position of leading these. I don't think much would change in this episode if you did that, and I think that would make it the better. And I think that this Admiral, Buen Amigo, who comes on here and says, listen, I don't care, just do it. This is this is what I'm telling you to. I don't care if you have any like time or experience, just do it. That's like bad command and bad leadership. And like not having not making the, the right choice and not having Kira is like bad leadership. Mm-hmm. But like I do agree with what David said about like Kale Freeman did a pretty decent job. Like she's like, I know you weren't expecting us, but we're here. Let's talk about this. I want to give you a gift. I want to do whatever we can to make this work. And so she's she's like she's not the incompetent Carol Freeman that I've called her before. So I think there is is some like yes, everything goes haywire. But she's at least making the best of this bad situation. So I think you can find a command for Carol Freeman in there. Okay, here's here's a okay, so I want to go back to like the rank thing for just a second cuz I just was trying to, what I was trying to, I, I have a link somewhere that I was just trying to hunt down for comparative ranks in in the show basically and I knew like I know colonel is the land rank and captain is the naval rank which is what we're dealing with so yeah colonel and captain are equivalent so captain cisco and colonel kira had the same like military grade basically but like it's it's a, it's a Bajoran rank. Does that like? It's the same thing, dude. But it, it doesn't make sense for them to both have the same rank, and and her to be subordinate to him. What about Kirk and Spock? Well, okay. it, it, and also it it, be... like if if she has if the Bajoran colonel is equivalent to a Starfleet captain, why don't they give her a captain's commission when they? When they send her, because you know, to work because, with the, because she never went to, the, I mean, one she never went to the academy, and two it was based on her experience up to that point. Hey, like, you know who it, also never went to Starfleet Academy? Michael Burnham. Here's the thing, <laughs> like here's the thing though, like I mean, to have her be a captain though, in you know a Dominion era. Starfleet uniform would have caused issues, which I think it was like she didn't even want to be putting on a Starfleet uniform. Like she did it to save face to try and like get negotiations going, is why she did it. And wearing commander pips made the most sense. I mean, even being Major Kira, like, I mean, technically a major, technically a major is a lieutenant commander which is the same stuff, like the same everything that um, Data wore, like with his Lieutenant Commander stuff, like with his Naval stuff in Generations. So did she skip a rank going from Major to Colonel? It's possible, I suppose. I mean... If Major is equivalent to Lieutenant Commander, you know, then she skipped over the Commander rank. It's it's very possible. I mean, like Gull Dukat. That's, I mean, Gull is like the Cardassian rank equivalent of Colonel of Captain. And Captain of Captain. But but Gull Dukat was was 
promoted to Leggett at one point, and then when the Zial story, he was demoted back to Gull, and when he took over, he chose not to promote himself to Leggett or give himself some fancy title because he felt like Gull sounded more hands-on. Yeah, and, and Leggett is basically all the general ranks combined. Yeah, and, and it's also more, like politi- more political in nature, too. But what I was getting at and um, what I was going to be getting at with that is that there wasn't more that was really being done with, and I think you hit the nail on the head with where I was going with that, with the Deep Space Nine crew, in particular Kira. Like Kira was, I hate to say this because I really enjoyed having Nana um, on the show, right, and, and reprising her role, but... I mean, her character was just played for just war story jokes. Um, and I, I, I would have liked more from her. If we're going to bring a legacy character back, like, let's do some more stuff besides just like interactions between her and Shax, basically. Um, so like the command, I mean, could I give something? Yeah, maybe like you're trying to make the best out of like a bad situation from like a higher up type of thing. I mean, yeah, okay, I could give something. Um, I think the thing that's probably the most there is like all the tech stuff, like the the Tendi pirate run, like with her Swiss army knife thing. Uh, Science, not so much. So like, I mean, I just like the thing that's like just the most frustrating is I wanted more from Kira. I just wanted more from Kira. Especially with being on Deep Space Nine, so um, that being said, let's let's go ahead and move on to our uh, our numerical rating. So on a scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing. Actually, pause that, reverse it. I want to come back and say something that neither one of you reminded me of, which I had to remind myself of. So thank you very much. Um, the reason that this was um, this episode was so problematic for one of the cast members is um, Tawny Newsom um, was is uh, like a lot of Star Trek fans a diehard Deep Space Nine fan, and when the I guess like when the script and everything was being written, um, she's like, "Why the heck am I not on the station?" Like what's Especially what's because, on? like, we we learned that Mariner was stationed on Deep Space Nine at one point. Mm-hmm. We learned that in like season one, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was last season two. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So Tommy Newsom had like a major, major issue with it, and like ended up, I think, going to Mike McMahon about it. And um, I think the way the writers ended up doing it, like there was like some kind of like rewrite, but that was it was pretty mm-hmm. inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. So. Yeah, she was. She's pretty pissed that she didn't end up on Deep Space Nine. Well, is is Mariner the main character in this show? The main yeah. character. I mean, her and Boimler are one and one A, or one A yeah. and one B. So yeah. she, so she's not the main character. Is is my point? Right. So the story doesn't have to circle around just Mariner. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's generally fair. But and Star Trek is all, used to having episodes feature the not the main character. Like not every episode is a Captain Picard episode. Right. Not every episode is a Captain Cisco episode. 
Yep. And this was more of a tendy episode. And Freeman also getting Freeman in there more centralized. My my thing is this. Um and like not to be weird about it or anything, because none of us care, and I think it was done really well here. The point of that storyline was to centralize around the relation aspect between Mariner and Jennifer. Okay? And there is certainly an effort out there to normalize same-sex couples. I actually think this is done really, really well. It's unobtrusive. They're just two normal people in a relationship. And it's like, oh, cool. Okay. That's why the storyline was there. That's why you weren't on Deep Space Nine, because you wanted to tell that story. And that story, to a lot of people, is very, very important. So I'm with you. If if there were an episode about Deep Space Nine, I'd 100% want to be there. But your character this season is largely there to tell that story. And they told the story. Yeah. And I thought it was good. And she was on Deep Space Nine in the end. Yeah. You also have to give it to the other characters too, though. Like this is a Tendy thing. Tendy semi Rutherford and a little bit of old Boimler there. Like I don't know. Raising hell about that. Eh. There we go. Just let point that out. Just a little fun behind the scenes fair. Good. thing. Um, so yeah, let's let's go back. Um, so. Numerical rating on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a dumpster fire, 10 being absolutely amazing. Eric, you rated rated last week's episode pretty high. What say you for this week's episode? Well, I, I'll, I'll respond to David's comment first about like the the the, the Mariner storyline. Yeah, I think I think it's done well, and I, and I understand the point. It's like we're normalizing a same sex relationship, and it's just two people in a relationship. Who cares who they are? Right, and, and and I'm I'm totally okay with that. My problem with that, and you know, like we, I seemed like we all enjoyed that storyline. We were laughing at it and having a good time recapping it. My only problem with that storyline is it's the C plot in this episode. Like, there's no mistake. It's this. We came on before we started. And Chase is like, let's make sure we get our A, B, and C here, and we're all in agreement that Mariner is the C plot, right? And my is in 25 minutes do you have enough time for a b and c or should you move that c if that's an important story to tell and it is an important story to tell especially like in a d space 9 story because like d space 9 was focusing a lot on on these issues more so than the other shows Maybe that shouldn't be in this episode. Hey there, Maybe you Eric. shouldn't relegate that storyline to the Chase C story. Uh, take a little away uh, that's my himself, only issue uh, with with that storyline. And that's but my major issue with this you episode is that think about this that episode. just feels so um, out of place I just have to say and disconnected I'm, from everything well, else before, that's happening really that it doesn't feel like it belongs at all. Lower decks. It has definitely grown its And and I feel like you're almost sidelining your main character. I would say Beckett the okay, maybe is the main character. About, and I would say Boimler is the, show, is the next. It's like, like the two of them and, are and the main characters. Here. And, and, and I think they're, 
basically sidelined in this episode. Out of, like, our they, they don't too, really have a lot to do. Before. They're not involved in the and main plot really at all. About and I get season so that far. there are and, other and characters, and Star Trek focuses on other characters. Um, I just think it's and it's great to see Tendi getting the spotlight because uh, I have we, no all, idea we, we all like Tendi. Chase or David right? It's great to see Rutherford there because we're big into Rutherford. Last week was the Rutherford story, and we all loved it, right? We'll see. Give us some more. Match Give it up here. for my boy Rutherford. But, and like you know, we've the, got Captain the, Freeman. Okay, you got to give the I captain really something to do. This but this show's called Lower story. Decks. It's not about right, the captain. Teased right? with this a little bit at the end of so, last like, season. So like my problems but, are our our main character. You know, our ostensible main characters. Well, we'll make him our sideline for this episode. And I was really and as Chase said, I was like, I thought that it feels like Major Kira was underused. As much as I loved, hasn't been Nana Visitor and Colonel Kira coming, but. That it took us like to she wasn't used to get to it effectively enough, in my opinion. But man, I really so while this that episode made my heart have happy to think, like, because I got to see D Space Nine, I got to know, see so, Colonel Kira, I got to see Core. He was sort of like an angry you know, and there person? were there were funny jokes I mean, in there about D Space Nine. I guess, but oh, let's go dangle our feet now to talk to the junior reporter. I love that, that. and. And Cisco's oh, baseball so is like, still there, right? And Kira has held on to that thing. Like, that's like, like that an emotional of, thing you know, that I'm holding on to and I'm not letting this go not be angry, because it's a part of this station and it's a part of me. Was, I love um, that. In the past. And there are good things in this episode, but it's not a great episode. Like, it's not a great... It's not last week's episode. Like, where's the follow-up on... On just like just a line about Making how Rutherford is handling, is you know like, what he went through in the last on, episode. He, he had this like where's that follow? He, he doesn't the, have to be big. Just memories. Just give us a line about about you know his experience from from the, the previous Cerritos episode. And he right. made a close you know I would have appreciated that. Um, like I know Star past, Trek is doing the great and does the reset. That is just like this is not as good as last week's episode. Make not a even group close. Of friends who um, you know it's will not room for growth for you, and you um, know that will will help you. Um, right? I don't and even think it's the great, race the the, da- the least dangerous game. I don't think crew. it's as solid just doing this as by any of those episodes. That's like, but it's a good episode. We're continuing like, like a really good run of episodes here. here. Wolf the you know, we changed. Like, uh, the show changed. Like, we can, it, it, we can, it's, we it's humor. It, the together, jokes it's trying to make and what it's trying to accomplish, and, like, completely and, uh, changed this season. 100% for the better. You know, we start to care and, about people. And we start to care about this is a, this is a good episode. Is it great? No, but it's really good. And I'm enjoying it, and it made me happy. And, just the whole and I wanted general, to watch it a second um, time. You know, and I'm gonna give it your an 8.1. I know, like, which is that's a Tapestry good rating. One of my favorite episodes yeah. of of the Next Generation. It was my number one best of Picard moment. Okay, and, I'm gonna want to buck the system. You know, Picard doesn't actually go. interact with his younger self. He's his, his older self um, transported back. So into, I I ended up watching this younger body, um, but on he's the still coming home to interact with the and people um, i tried watching it again at that time and um, you know he made certain life choices and, uh, and he decided you know, in preparation for the show again, you know i and, have um, to didn't, you know didn't maybe get the i chance, have to live with those life choices 
and you know we get to see Rutherford felt kind of almost doing the same thing like watching this because there were some really good shining moments explore the, the um in this episode in like i felt like we got really a lot more tendy character like, um moments, him, I guess. Um, you know like in but what, seeing see, her he, you know he you know come into her own and, and just, just like just the development that idea that and concept just all really the stuff Something about it just that really... That we've, we've been learning um, about her since season one. And, and I her enjoy just becoming that more fleshed out um, as a character. Um, yeah, and, and I guess... Like Eric, I wish there was just like a little bit of like a... Just like maybe like one line, sentence, likely, two sentences. Which, just something for me, about like... I don't know if I like that idea because You know, I think what we saw last time in Reflections. Like that was a, that was a standout um, episode. I just don't know why we have to keep um, going back to it. it just that just Like the legacy characters, I love... I mean... I, I almost swooned. Like, I was just like, darkness, which I really whenever I, I had no idea. Had go, I had no idea that Kira two, or Quark was going to be in this I really season didn't at all. I knew we were going to get so I'll Deep be, Space I'll Nine, but I just figured there'd be, like, it is a, a different character, or we would just kind of, like, blown by it. That, like, it would be almost like a Voyager, you know, series premiere kind of thing, where maybe we get, like, there it is, and we're off somewhere else type of thing. Just as, like, an Easter egg or whatever. Type of thing, but nothing substantial. The thing that really um, the other the other storyline, the, the like, B plot. This was a good episode, but it where, just felt like it was uneven. You know, I didn't like, like that it, it as had much. like it I think there like was like a, some really 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 good potential all around for, for this episode. Other. And it didn't um, make but the it, it just it somehow missed it together as well it just as it missed could it. have. Um, but but I enjoyed this, and and I know we've we've had this. But discussion one thing on our that show I will before, say, like about like uh, the Mariner like, thing that you guys you know, were talking about here uh, a few minutes ago. Yeah, but it kind of is, is a military organization. Even when and, we get and that's to kind of the point that, that uh, Beckett Mariner, with, like um, stepping back into her normal mode of being kind of bossy and abrasive or whatever we want to call her. Um, It wasn't annoying. Like, it it didn't come off as, like, annoying to me like she has been in, like, the first two seasons. Like, I've really enjoyed just how much we've kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, brought things kind of into equilibrium for her um, this and the season. And, um, and, and for all our characters. Like, I feel like, I feel like think about where this Freeman has timelines. become like a, a better captain somehow, after like the even in the third not, season. So like there have been a lot of improvements that, which I think some of with us this might show. This, in that regard so like like, like know, i mean like i said a moment ago like this was an episode that really I, I wanted to watch again and then but to see boimler get, get the lose his shit to. when someone just um, like because boimler loves star Trek. loves starfleet he loves being um, an officer he loves he wants there's this a number is, that i came this into this in with him and when someone insults um, him and it's he the just same number loses I'm going it to loses it and it's it's you know i my rating why he lost it because um, he loves Starfleet eight I thought this was a good episode um, so yeah um, I, I, I like that storyline I don't it's like slightly it above average it's not like the the, the stuff, stuff we've been dealing with I, in the first just, two it seasons it feels really disconnected um, as an episode for me so yeah this is um, I, I know think we this have is to just have a storyline for uh, it's, it's a good episode for you know Beckett David, and, and what, Boyer what I get that okay Every time we were there, so, I just wanted to get back to the Rutherford stuff. Um, 
I would you know, say tendy, tendy one thing that I the, the somewhat whole, disagree you know, with, whole, and I I, I really do appreciate everybody's thoughts on on everything episode. here. I think, so I think you know one of the things that we've always said we like about doing this is you know chatting, chatting amongst amongst friends, and sometimes we bring up thoughts that the other person hasn't thought about and all that sort of stuff. Having three different points of view or just three points of view in general is really really nice. I think that the Mariner storylines exactly where it should I think be, that would be where I would because for me like, relationships are just that they don't the have to be some front and center thing in this episode. the way to normalize we stuff just is just to there, um, let it be let it you know, it's it's in trying there. to put Mariner you bad see it no big deal which i think is, is bad command. we're just putting a cute little storyline on it here like, to rile up the carrots. You know, Rutherford has some command. <laughs> and I liked it. I thought it was like funny and I thought a lot of this episode was funny. Um, I'm I'm really enjoying the subtle thing. use so of humor that, that they're kind of employing now there. as opposed to some of the overt um, stuff. Even I the Orion, uh, the hollow novels with which boobies I love, on the I love that, the You know, I thought that it was like, it's kind of funny. It's not like a giant sex totem that you just have to tote around and, and touch and stuff. Um, you know, so that that sort of thing, it's 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 better comedy, and, and I think that that's great. Now, where the episode does suffer a bit from is you're also staring at you know two two so people here I'm, who are huge ds9 fans and a third episode. who's obviously a big but, ds9 fan but, but i, I would I probably say out of the three of us eric not only knows the most about well pretty much probably all of this but probably has a much stronger love of ds9 than, than maybe me and chase i love ds9 for a lot of different reasons as well tng is always gonna be they're always gonna battle it out one and two and even enterprise has its own little place in my heart kind of like episode one you know from star wars it's all just it's always just gonna ever. be there because it's it's a time and a place and a memory and all that um but when you write an episode and you employ because of the rutherford story i mean probably what i think could be the best star trek show just strictly speaking from how they were able to use their characters how they were able to tackle difficult issues how they were able to advance a lot more than I think perhaps some of the other series have. It's really hard to live up to that when you kind of misuse characters in that respect. Now, Quark, Quark's always Quark. He does exactly what you expect him to do because he's a friend. You expect Quark to do that. Kira, on the other hand... I, I, I don't I it seemed a little bit more like a placeholder than anything else. And if you're gonna use a character that we'll that's see. that important, use her correctly and 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 show that a little bit of respect that that it seems like you're trying to do in general, uh, but you just sort of slipped up on that particular point. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I think I think that Eric is right about one thing though. I think that there is not as much time in these episodes to try and do more than two storylines. I just don't think it lends well enough and it winds up making things being a little bit more of an afterthought. Because uh, like Boimler, you know, Boimler's Dabo run. Is it funny? Yes. Is it, you know, kind of funny how his hair gets a little bit crazier and he, he's unbuttoning stuff and he's you know whatever the hell's going on with him which i feel like the more i think about it the more i, I feel like that's going to be like a major plot point here coming up at some point 
but yeah it's good but minor it's 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 so very minor eric's also right in the fact that this is called lower decks and i think that you know maybe some of the upper deckers you know maybe you just fade them a bit back like tell the stories of the lower decks that's what this is supposed to be here for and you got four people you're following that's a lot of characters for short animated episodes you can fill your time with them not that i don't like you know some of our our bridge crew um but overall it was it was a fine episode i i actually really enjoyed it watching it through i really enjoyed it kind of seems like we're all kind of picking picking it apart but you know an eight and an 8.1 is still still really really good especially for this show which we've traditionally marked down pretty uh heavily right um my thought process though coming in here was an 8.1 and i think i'm gonna stick with that um and again like looking at some of these others eventually i'm (laughs) probably gonna have to revise some earlier stuff but i I think an 8.1 it's it's solid could have been better should have been better in a couple uh places but overall nice addition to lower decks okay I'm the I'm the lowest one. Wow. Okay. Cool. Good talk, everyone. By a whole tenth, tenth of, of a point, point there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So our overall average rating for this episode, our combined scores, eight point zero six or eight point zero seven. If you want to round it up, it's not bad. I think it's funny because we're talking about like looking at all these ratings, and on David's show when he's talking to his brother, he's like. We should really like keep track of all the ratings. <laughs> he mentioned, you know, on the other podcast, they do a great job of keeping yeah. track of all the ratings and stuff. <laughs> we should do that here. <laughs> and then you don't. No, we don't. <laughs> like I think I gave last week uh, an eight point five. I'm not sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sweet. Well, there we go. There we go. Okay, so yeah, the uh, the average yeah the average rating for uh, for this week's episode was an eight point zero seven, and um, just because why the heck not? Had have either one of you looked IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes on what what this is doing? I did. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's currently sitting at like an eight point eight, but it's not. There's not very many ratings in so far. Yeah. Okay. Eight point eight with. 345 ratings yep okay so yeah we're uh we're we're a little bit lower which okay but we're still i mean we're still doing well i mean like seriously guys like eric so far your overall rating 8.29 david 8.35 mine is 8.48 i'm still bringing off the rear man Man, oh man. All right. Well, still get the episode title for next week. No. A mathematically perfect redemption. Is that yeah, really I'm, the name I'm, of it? That's, that's yes. I'm, my interest yep. is peaked. A mathematically what? Perfect redemption. I don't know what that means, but I'm intrigued. Something tells me there's going to be Romulans involved. They also have uh, for the following episode, Crisis Point Two, Paradoxus. And Crisis Point was the episode from season one. The, yeah, that was the the, Mar- the Mariner holodeck 
like mm-hmm. where she was i am vindictive and so that's that's probably gonna be our crossover episode that'd be my guess but with with uh, strange new with, world yeah uh-huh. no that's not till stra- actual strange new worlds are you sure yeah what? really that's my understanding we'll find out we'll, we'll find out in two weeks we'll find <laughs> out it'll be great guys before we get out of here let's talk about the most important part of the show you ready for this let's go to the twitter poll twitter poll you missed my little my little thing last week twitter poll (laughs) (laughs) all right god well david did it for you by the way oh did he yeah (laughs) twitter poll yeah (laughs) all right so here's you know what we do we we pull the people of the twitter and uh, we had this very important question for him. If you had an Orion Swiss Army knife, which feature would you want the most? And the choices were a spork, a shaving razor, a sonic toothbrush, or a spinner for fidgeting. I really want to know how a sonic toothbrush works. It's like- and how like the sonic shower works. Like super and fun. how the sonic screwdriver works. Well, can... <laughs> All right, read me the choices again. It was a spork. Yeah. If you had an Orion Swiss Army knife, which feature would you want the most? A spork, a shaving razor, a sonic toothbrush, or a spinner for fidgeting? All right, we'll throw out the fidget spinner because those things I don't, I don't No, get it's not a fidget spinner. It's a spinner for fidgeting. It's alliteration, dude. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Throw out the sport because I hate those things too. <laughs> Give me both utensils. I don't need you to combine them. Do you remember, like, you when we went camping? Noon. The, the forenoon. Forenoon. Yeah, it was a fork, a knife, and a spoon all together. It was a forenoon, and it was the, the worst invention ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, I've got a sonic toothbrush and a razor. Yeah. Well, I need my razor, you know. I gotta keep this. I gotta maintain this up here. This shiny bald head. Gotta get that turtle wax too, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's... yeah. You know, I mean, and you know, if you're in the jungle and you're fighting a an, an alien that can camouflage itself, yeah. you yeah. might just need to shave, dry shave, to like calm yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> That's still one of the creepiest parts of that movie, like dry shaving to come. That's loud. <laughs> anyway, that's my answer. I want the razor. Okay. I don't think that's going to be the choice, the winner, but that's my choice. Dave, what are you picking, man? Um, I'm going to go with the razor, too, because you can cut things, potentially, depending on mm-hmm. the quality of said razor. Mm-hmm. You could eat with it because you just stab it or, like, you know, sort of spoon it on in the razor's edge, and as long as you're not cutting yourself and getting, how did I get these scars? Well, anyway, and then you could shave, and then you could just, you know, you could cut people, you know, just like a casual, yeah. Go all swinging on them, right? Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. there you go, razor. Yeah, like I would have gone with the razor too. Like, it's like it's 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 a weapon if you need it, right? Okay, let's go to the results. So coming in. 
in last place with 0% of the vote. Before you say anything, I am actually mildly disappointed in you because weren't you all Boy Scout and all that stuff? If you if you found a flint, you could also strike it and make a, make a spark with your little razor thing. Come on, man. Eric was too. Why aren't you, why aren't you throwing shade at him? Well, because I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Coming in last place with 0% of the vote. Not a fidget spinner, but a spinner for fidgeting. All right. Coming in in third place with 12.5% of the vote. A shaving razor. Sorry, gang. Sorry. Sorry. All right. We're down to the last two. So our runner-up, second place, with 37.5% of the vote. We have a sonic toothbrush, which means the spork won with 50% of the vote. Wow. I don't understand anything. <laughs> Sporks are terrible. <laughs> imagine like having that thing you know like that just that tool that they had in the show like it just like rearranges itself and just ends up being a spork (laughs) yo why don't you just replicate why don't you just replicate a spoon why don't you just replicate a fork right oh goodness why don't you just replicate a forenoon for crying out loud that thing was like awful like, I don't think anybody thought that thing through. I was like, I think I used it like once and I was like always terrified. I was like going to cut my mouth whenever I was eating like cereal or something. With that's it. what, that's what ended up happening a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> David, we need to get you a forenoon with all the backpacking you do. I'm just saying you need a forenoon. No, I'm good. It's a fork and knife and a spoon. It's a forenoon. It's a forenoon, man. Look, my titanium spoon serves me just fine. Ooh, titanium. That's right. All right, that's it. Guys, as always, thank you so much for... Thank you for being a friend, as the as the Golden Girls would say. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for being my Golden Girls. You're welcome. I, I feel... I don't, I don't know how to end the show now. I feel like I just made it awkward. Anyway, seriously though, thank you for thank you for being a friend. Thank you for talking Trek with me as always and being gluttons for punishment and stuff like that. Um, everyone out there in Listenerland, what do you think? Did you um, was this like a little bit lower? Did you rate a little bit higher? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, let us know. Check us out trtvpod.com. We're also on all the things: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at trtvpod. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do that. Send it to trtvpod at gmail.com. I'll send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. There's a three-minute limit before one of us annoys the crap out of you. So please hurry up so we don't have to steal your forenoon from you. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, you know, like a gold tooth that's not real, that has not been extracted from someone's mouth, Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and as always remember to boldly go and make it so.